0: Welcome to the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Jefferson. I'm a wife, mama to two, and full-time photographer and business coach. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind to bring you inspiring stories, strategies to help you go from zero to multiple figures, and tips and tricks to help you get one step closer to work-life harmony. Are you ready to frame your way to your dream career? Let's dive in. Guys, I'm so excited to have Christy Cross on the podcast today. I'm excited to dive into her story and for you guys to hear her journey. So Christy, do you mind introducing yourself to my listeners?
1: Hi, Brooke. Thank you so much for having me. I am a photographer. I started out as a wedding and portrait photographer. I now do more commercial product and personal brand sessions. Um, I love being able to help other businesses promote their business through having professional pictures, having that professional look through social media and website imagery. And I also am a family photographer. There's just something about those sweet little moments with parents and kiddos. Um, I love being able to to capture that as well. So that's kind of what I do. but in the middle of all that, it's just a lot of that personal connection that I gain with being a photographer that I love the most.
0: I agree. That is why I pretty much fell into it. Of course, there's a passion, but for me, every time I go to a session and I build that personal connection, that is what I cherish. And I'm sure you say the same thing. Yes. Yes.
1: So, yes, absolutely. I,
0: I'm curious to hear how did photography become a career path for you?
1: So high school, I was interested in photography and that was 20 years ago. Cause I just had my 20 year reunion and I just, I got a camera for Christmas and didn't really know what I was going to do with it. And of course it was a film camera. So that was kind of fun. I would go and take pictures with my friends of random things We would call it like quote unquote abstract art. Um, I look back at it now and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was pretty pathetic, but hey, you gotta (laughs) start somewhere. And then I've always liked creativity. I've always liked doing something creative. And I went to college at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. And that's where I decided to do my photography degree. I didn't know for sure if that was gonna be the thing. I wanted to do interior designing. Um, I also thought I wanted to be a nurse, but that is not in a creative field in any way. Um, and then the idea of like, you know, blood kind of feared me a little bit, so I definitely didn't go down the nurse's route. But I um, went and got my degree in photography um, from Texas Tech University, which I feel like I don't hear that as often, And I don't um, ever, ever discredit anyone who hasn't, but I love, like, I kind of wear that proudly on my sleeve that I did go and get my degree in photography. It was great for teaching me those technical parts of it. It was great for teaching me how to develop film because I would never, ever have been able to do that otherwise, as far as I know, you know, like my major was in photography and my minor was also in photography. So I got to be able to do it from a, um, like my major was photo communication. So it was more of a journal journalism standpoint. And then my minor was more in the artistic standpoint. And I feel like that that was just such a neat experience to be able to understand and know. And of course I saw it more as a creativity thing, not as a business. I was in it because it was fun. And then whenever my time was up and I graduated from Texas Tech, it was time to get a job. And I'm like, okay, okay. I don't know what to do. Like, I just want to take pictures of nature. Like, I don't want to take pictures of people. No way, Jose. That terrifies me to tell people what to do and just give me the nature. And that sounds great. But my husband and I, we moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico for him to finish up school And so I had to look for a job in a place completely different to um, where I am from. I'm originally from Lubbock, Texas, which is about 200,000 people. And then I moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is like, I don't even remember now. It's like 700,000 plus people. So quite a bit different, totally different culture, totally different people in general. And finding a job was hard and finding a job as a photographer or just even an assistant photographer was hard. So, at my first job when we were there, we were there for 3 years, um was an assistant kindergarten teacher. Totally not the job that I had planned on doing. But I see I see God through all of that. He put me in that position to work with little kids. I was an assistant kindergarten teacher from eight to five or eight to three, but then the hours before and the hours after kindergarten, I worked within a daycare as well. And I did not babysit either, by the way. So this was like a whole eye-opening experience for me. And I'm like, oh my goodness, children, children, children. I don't know what to do with these little cute people, (laughs) Um, but it was, I, I see God his hand in that because it was him showing me how to work with kids. It was him showing me how to play with kids and how to be with little kids. And then the second year, cause I, I was like, this is a great job. We're good. All right, let's move on to the next thing. I wanted to change. And I did find a job as an assistant photographer in a studio and I learned the business side of it. I learned, um, what I wanted to do as a photographer and what I didn't want to do. And it was a studio. So it was, a, it was different than how I do photography now. But I learned so much. And she also shot film. So I would have to change out the film all the time for her. And it was also just a way of being able to see how to photograph people. So, so the first year was how to be with little kids. And the second year was how to photograph people in general. Well, that year was done. And again, I wanted to change. And I was kind of done with it. And I I honestly left that job thinking, I I don't want anything to do with photography anymore. I honestly got burned out. I honestly saw that as a job that I didn't want to do anymore because um, there were just some things that had happened with that studio that I just, I I wanted to be done with it. And my mom approached me and she said, Christy, what about if you do this workshop that's um, at A&M College It's just like a week-long college or it's a week-long school of photography. And I thought, okay, sure. I'll go check it out. Fell in love with it again. And soon after that conference or that week-long workshop, I um, had also bought my first digital photography um, camera. And to me, that was like, woo. that was like stepping it up because I had been shooting on film. And at that time it was like, ooh, you need to do digital you do digital. And now it's like a little bit of both, which I love that. Um, but that's where it kind of all started to where I was going to change over and do photography as my job. And I was going to approach it as hustling and prom- promoting myself and taking pictures of, oh my goodness, people not just nature, but people. So I, I contacted my friends and I'm like, hey, I need you to help me build my pro- portfolio, built a website. And that last year that I was there I, at, at, in Albuquerque, we just I just built my portfolio, built up a website, and then we moved to the town we're in now, which is Clovis, New Mexico. Teeny tiny, not teeny tiny, but it's 40,000 people. So smaller than the other towns I've been a part of. And That's where my business started and taking pictures of people has now become one of my most favorite things. So it's hilarious to think that I didn't want to take pictures of people 13 years ago by the way I'm today. I'm at my 13 year anniversary that I've been in business for 13 years and I'm super excited and it's just fun to look back and see the progress that has come through all of it. I mean, there's been so many things that I've learned of what to do, what not to do, and even just in these last couple of years, um, honestly, being a part of social curator with Jasmine Starr has progressed my business tremendously. Um, I'm it, it, like all the different challenges that she has us do, um, just to make ourselves known on social media, has gotten me out of my comfort zone even more to help me promote myself and. It's gotten me more clients. It's, it's gotten me more money in my pocket for my family. And it's been, it's been amazing.
0: That's such an incredible story. I loved listening to it. Um, and I want to back up and go back to the beginning. And I want to touch on a few things that you said. You okay? So you said that you had gone to college and you had actually majored and minored in photography, which I find so fascinating because while I hold a college degree, mine's an education and I am completely self-taught with photography. So it's cool. First of all, to even know that that was like an option for you, especially at Texas. Tech, <laughs> I just that is so cool. I would probably even, you know, go back to college and also major in photography if I could turn it back around, but at the time, I didn't realize that it was a career option. At what point, yeah, did you see, okay, wait, this is a career option because we are talking years ago. Um, And so I'm just curious, Mm -hmm. what was it like at that point? What, what made you see that as a career opportunity?
1: Honestly, girl, when I was in college, I don't, you know, looking back on it now, I don't think that I actually realized it could be a career. I was doing it. I was getting my degree in it, but I don't think I fully saw it as being a career until I went to that uh, photography conference. Yeah, three well, years that, three years after I graduated. Yeah, that's
0: that's incredible. Though I think a lot of us have that in common, regardless of whether we're studying it or we're dipping our toe in it. I think we all start in the same mm-hmm. place, not aware that we could actually build an incredible career opportunity through it. I know it's definitely blessed yeah. by my family especially with all the seasons that we've gone through. And I was, I was 20 when I first dabbled with a camera. And to think that, you know, five, six years later, I have an actual business. And when I introduce myself, I have no problem saying that I'm a photographer. It's just truly incredible that this is an opportunity
1: and even an option today. Yeah. Yeah. I know, and like you said, you were self-taught, and I think that is so awesome. I, it it took me forever to figure out, even having it as my degree and having numerous teachers, especially the the first semester, it took me forever to figure out the whole technical side of it. And so for that being a struggle of mine, I now teach, A digital basic digital photography class a workshop Um, I well let me back up so I also teach it at the community college in my town I teach a basic photography class and then I now hold workshops with my own business with Christy Cross photography and do um, either one-on-one or I do small groups of two to three and I love being able to teach them in the way that I find it easiest to learn Um, by, by one, just not making them feel stupid (laughs) for not understanding it, because I know you can relate. It is a little challenging to figure out how your shutter and your F-stop and your ISO all work together to make a beautiful exposure and to know how to read your meter. I have had some people who have taken my class who have said they've taken online classes or other one-on-one classes. And they're like, you are the first person that's ever told me to look at my meter. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord Jesus, where are <laughs> these people learning? Because that is the number, like one of the number one things that you have to know whenever you're learning photography. But I, I had, I had a hard time figuring it out, just the whole numbers and the, just making it all work. And so I love being able to teach the class and making it relaxed. and lighthearted and um thankfully people are telling me that they're learning it and hopefully they're not just you know making me believe it hopefully it really is true but i see pictures that they do afterwards i'm like oh you guys like i'm just so excited i'm a happy teacher because you're getting it and you have this beautiful exposure but all that to say um for people that can teach photography to themselves like seriously girl i'm giving you a high five right now because I think that that is so cool because it is a tough thing to understand and learn.
0: It's definitely a tough thing to understand and learn and I had no idea that you also taught a class. I created one as well uh, called Manual Mode Mama where I teach moms how to use that digital I love that. Yeah that they got you know. I love that title. Yes oh my gosh me too. I had to find something that really related to my circle of people. And that definitely did. Um, And so, and I will say the technical side is something that I feel like we've never fully arrived to. There's just so many new things that come out. And then obviously with every session that we're taking, lighting situations are different, colors are different. There's just a lot that goes into it. So I'm still learning the post-processing technical stuff. All the time, and I will never be finished ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yes, so true. There's, I will. Um, I know that you just came out with presets. Is that correct? Yes, they launched. You're about to days, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I did some presets, and I, I kind of sat on that for a while, and I was like, I don't know. Let me let me mess with these and see what I think, and then I'd mess with them. I'd adjust them. I'd apply them, and then months later, I'd come back, and I'd revisit them, and then I would do the same thing, and then I'd, I'd set, let them set, and then I'd come back, and then finally, I was like, you know what, girl, you just need to get this thing going, <laughs> just get it going, because this is another way, and you know, yes, I want these, I want people to have these presets, but let's be honest, too, I want these presets, because I want to be able to make money for my family, That is, that is my goal. That is my goal. And I just needed to get it out there. And I'm so glad that I did because I have them out there and I had a lot of great response to it and I still have people responding to them and I'm able to even still go in and show them how they can, you know, yes, the preset is here. This is what it is. It's applied to your picture, but you can also kind of tweak it a little bit if you want. And, um, it's it, all that to say that there's always those little tweaking times. Like time that I edit them, when the light changes, you have an edit that works for one picture, but when you start switching your lighting and the sun's going down more, that edit doesn't work for that picture so much to speak anymore. Yeah. So you have to always adjust, always adjusting.
0: Yes. That's a life lesson and a photography lesson rolled into one for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> You mentioned a little bit about burnout and part of your story, and I want to know what tips do you have for photographers and -and up-and-coming photographers on what to do when you reach that burnout stage? What are ways to cope and how... I honestly, I was going to ask you, how do we avoid it? But to be completely honest with you, just like any job, I just feel like it's going to happen at some point. So yeah. how do we cope with that? How do we relight our path? Yeah.
1: yeah, great question. So just thinking through times that I have felt burned out, you know, more recently within, within the latter part of my business. And whenever I feel that way, I have to go and shoot something creative for myself. And it also kind of happens in a more spontaneous way. Um, I'm kind of the person that like, I I feel like I can get things done better if it's just like on a whim versus planning it out. And I know that that's not real. I know that's not right. Like obviously you can get more done. Obviously you can execute something better if you plan it. So that is something you should do. But I do the opposite of what I'm telling you to do. And I like to just, I'm like, I call up my friend. I'm like, hey, girl, I want to take pictures of you. I have this dress. Let's go out to the park, north of town, and let's do some pictures. It's so beautiful out there. And she, thankfully, she's like, okay, let's go. Let's do it. And I recently did that. And I think I actually posted a picture today. She's wearing this poppy flower dress. It's my mom's dress from her engagement pictures from like 45, 46 years ago. And she can wear it. I cannot wear it. I don't. My mom is like, she was teeny tiny way back then. And my friend's teeny tiny. And so we went and took pictures and we just, I didn't do it for any reason, but just doing it for fun because I needed something creative to remind myself that I can still be creative because when you're doing pictures for other people, sometimes the creativity dwindles a little bit and that's nothing against our clients, but you know, you're, you're shooting for someone else. Um, and you need to be able to shoot for yourself as well. So go and shoot something creatively for yourself and just think through either just doing something, you know, if you want to have a theme, put a theme in mind. If you just want to go and shoot for the fun of it and maybe like have the hair flow and have a bunch of windy hair flying pictures all over the place because you want to be artistic and dramatic and abstract or whatever, just go and do it and just take some pictures, try some different motions, try slow shutter, just try something that's just for fun.
0: Yes. I love that. I went to a workshop back in December and her biggest tip was you have to at least do one creative shoot a month for yourself. No pay, not for a client. I love that. You just you have to because you have to go back to the heart of it and start getting fired up and passionate yeah. about something. And if you don't, you're going to approach burnout because yes. at some point. We can prep yeah. our clients as much as we want, but we're still gonna have those clients that aren't happy with anything we hand them. We're still gonna have clients who don't listen to us and show up wearing the complete opposite of your suggestion. And it's gonna <laughs> frustrate you. And you just need that time and that dedication to go out and be creative on your own. So, Christy, I 100% mm-hmm. agree with that. That's amazing.
1: Yes. So yes.
0: I want to, this has been gold. So I want to slowly kind of close it out before we take all of your time. And I want to go back to one thing that you, again, also touched on in your story. And that was that you reached out to your friends to help build your portfolio and start getting paying clients. What tips can you Yes. To those needing to build their portfolio, kick off their business, or maybe they're at a lull in their business, what would you tell them?
1: Yeah. So, you know, sometimes our pride is in the way, and we think, well, people need to pay. People need to pay for this session. But you just need to know, and this is something that I grab I learn even still now, is give, 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 give. And that that goes with. When someone, if you're needing to build your portfolio, do that session for free. One, they would be doing you a favor. And two, you could just give them these pictures in a way of saying thank you and not even worry about, well, I'm wanting to build my portfolio, but I also want to get paid. No, you just put those two things aside. Have your friends help you go to people that you feel like that could also support you and uplift you and maybe even have kind of the same mindset as you or the the same creativity as you and um also invest in other people like you know if you see something that you love that is a a bag or um a t-shirt or jewelry or whatever go and buy that from those people you want people to buy from you so when you invest in others even when you're starting out those people see that and they then will return and want to invest in you. So when you can invest in others or help promote other businesses or even collaborate with other businesses, you will be able to get that portfolio built up and you will be able to start your business um, in a in a lighthearted and in a fun and um, collaborative way.
0: That was incredible advice the giver always ends up with more. <laughs> and I have always yes. lived by service my whole life. I'm an Enneagram number two. I'm the helper. So it just is in my blood. Girl,
1: I just took the test. <gasps> I am two also. My okay. friend is like a huge Enneagram person. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, fine, fine. I'll take this test. Let me just see what I am. Cause now I want to like talk with her about this. And I took it and I'm a two. And my husband is also a two, which is no surprise to me either. But I love that that you are a two as well.
0: I am. And almost every person that knows me or has worked with me in some capacity has said, um, are you sure you're not a three? <laughs> Just because uh,
1: Okay, I, I don't know what I don't know what a three is. Well, tell me a little bit about a three.
0: I will. So the first time I, I've taken the Enneagram test twice, only because. The first time I took it, <laughs> I feel like the first time you take a test, you're like her, you just want to hurry to the answer and to see what it is. And uh, uh, yeah. so, so I got a two with the wing three, and so the three is the achiever, very competitive, very hard oh, on them. Oh, okay. Yes, they—you know—they're all about like achievements, but um, they're super driven, which is very much me. So then the second time I took it. I don't know if I was just being super humble the whole time, but I also scored a two and I was like, no guys, like I'm a two <laughs> little bit of competitiveness, but obviously not, enough- <laughs> not enough to hit that three, but, and they just say it jokingly because I really am passionate. I really am my biggest critic, but I also just strive yeah. for you know, the small, the small and the big achievements. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that either, but that is so yes. cool that you're a two. No, not at all. I met very many twos, at least in um, the entrepreneur world. So that's really cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was like a two and with a, with a six, like okay. a wing of a six. And I don't even remember what the six was. Can't even remember, but Anyway, I
0: I believe it. I love that. Yeah. I couldn't give you a lowdown of a six, but I know several people that are, (laughs) and I would say that's definitely pretty fitting for you too. So, okay,
1: Chris, I want uh,
0: want you to let us know where can people find you online? How can we get connected? Yes. What you've got to offer.
1: Perfect. Okay. So, um, on Instagram, which is where I love to be most of the time. Um, I'm always posting stuff on Insta stories. Um, but my handle is Christy Cross Photo, and that's C R I S T Y C R O S S Photo. And it's actually the same for Facebook. And um, what else is out there? Okay, I don't really do Twitter, but I. I have it. It's, it's something, maybe it's just Christy Cross, but Instagram and Facebook, it's Christy Cross photo. And then my website is christycross.com. I love it. Well,
0: Christy, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, being on the show. Thank you, Brooke. Of course. You're welcome. I'm so glad that we are able to meet awesome people online and I will link all of your stuff in the show notes and I hope you have an awesome day.
1: Thank you, Brooke, you too, it was so much fun.